Welcome to episode three, guys. This is the Future Money Show. Today, we have a great episode laid out for you guys. We talk a lot about Omnicron. Uh, we talk a lot about Michael Jordan and his son creating an NFT platform called Air, as well as the NBA and WA getting into the NFT space with people like Steph Curry and KD. We talk about Peloton and some sexual assault allegations that are related to that company and its performance. We talk about all sorts of companies getting into the NFT space. And uh, we end with some advice that we think could help everybody out. Without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Uh, thanks for listening. This is the Future Money Show. All right, welcome to episode three of the Future Money Show. We got some cool stuff to talk about. Uh, first, I thought we'd talk about COVID. COVID is back around me here in California. There are cases everywhere. In the last seven days, it's up 64% in California, all the cases, just in the last week. And yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a new mask mandate here too. I, I just don't know how people are going to react to the mask mandates now that they took them away and they brought them back. You know, it's kind of like just taking, like making everybody wear masks and then saying, oh, it's okay. And then everybody kind of gets used to life again and then they bring back masks. I feel like people might not listen as well this time. Um, of course not. Plus it's the US, like, don't get me wrong. I love it. That's home for me. I mean, like I'm over in Europe right now, but the US is home for me. But like the US wants to be the best at everything, whether it's bad or good. That's just, that's yeah. just how it is. And they and they love their freedom. So right. Yeah, it's kind of the, the Marion variant, you know? Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like um, the first time around, everybody was really scared, right? It was a new virus. It was a global pandemic. Everyone was, the hospital rates were skyrocketing. Everyone was really scared. So people were more inclined to listen to wear a mask. But now that we've gone through the motions and this new variant is even, like, less deadly and it's more contagious and less deadly. And I don't, I'm just interested to see how people respond to this this time around, see if people are as scared or as worried. I mean, like, we're two years into this pandemic now. I mean, for me personally, I have my questions. I'm not going to get into, like, that. I don't care. Whatever side you're on, you're on. Like, I'm not here to argue that. But, um, I mean, like, especially with this new variant, it seems more like it's symptoms of a common flu that you would get so they're less severe like you said but it's more contagious the craziest part and it's funny that you said the u.s is because did you see what the white house said no it said all unvaccinated people prepare to die literally what? it's on their website did it like, really yeah bro like I'll, I'll send you the article it's crazy actually matter of fact give me a second let me just read this real quick this is what the white house says so on whitehouse.gov it says for unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your family, and hospitals you may overwhelm soon. That is fucking savage. <laughs> like, literally savage. Yeah, that's, like, kind of scary. I, I, f- I feel like I don't understand. Like, if you're vaccinated, you can still get it. You know, it, I know, like, your maybe chance of hospitalization is less, which is great. But, but you can still spread it and get it. Like how many, I know so many people who are getting COVID right now and 
a good percentage of them are vaccinated you know Um, the thing is like all right with this whole new variant like if you want to speak facts it was spread by people that are vaccinated because the countries that the cases were imported into you can't travel to unless you're vaccinated mm-hmm. so it's like us here like over here in europe we've implemented so many regulations bro i get tested every three days every three days in order for me to like go to the grocery store i can't go to the grocery store unless i present my qr code to show that i have a negative test um you can't go to restaurants you can't go to bars um that kind of stuff unless you're one vaccinated i will i mean that's the only thing you can do yeah uh, you have to be vaccinated and negative tests like i said you can't go anywhere for necessities purposes unless you have a negative test so it it, it, it i mean they're doing well with i guess with this system but like you said like you can still catch it whether you're vaccinated or not and i mean like that statement put out by white house i mean that's kind of like fear-mongering in my opinion yeah. <laughs> yeah i just i'm not sure how this time's gonna go around I, I just know that covid really is bad i know that the in hawaii hawaii's being hit the hardest right now out of any of the states in the u.s uh just in the last week they're up over 300 percent in their cases um and they, they have a big they have a spike in hospitalizations also but I just know it's a lot less than the previous ones. Like I know in California, I think in the last week, there's like a 10% increase or something. Whereas yeah. last um, last time around when it was the novel version of the coronavirus, hospitalizations were going up like crazy every single day. But it's it's winter though, isn't it? So, I mean, it's, it's flu season. It's around right, this time. Right. I guarantee you around spring, like you'll see a major decline in, in everything going on. Mm-hmm. like these illnesses are going to drop yeah everybody because like when he's getting colds right now no exactly but i mean even like right, before covid 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 well before covid became a thing i remember was it 20 2019 when i was home for christmas that was the sickest i've ever been and it was a group of us like colin me jeff like a bunch of us all got sick and death is sick that's the sickest i've ever been and i was like that for two weeks and literally i went home when i flew back home um i went to the doctor because i just kept getting sick after that like i couldn't shake it and then she prescribed me whatever i was fine and i guess i went home what towards the end of january february um towards the end of february they that's when it started to like ramp up so then my doctor was like, we want to come back in and want to test you, but they didn't have the antibody test ready at that time. Cause she's like, I think you had COVID. You were one of the first people to have COVID. Mm. And because like, I mean, case started in California as well. Right. Like there were travelers through LA and stuff like that. So they were like, they were like, you most likely had it. And then you obviously we just didn't know what it was at the time. But uh, what she was explaining to me was that's the case for a lot of people. They have no idea but obviously now the virus is mutated into whatever it is the vaccines aren't stopping you from getting it i mean they're helping with the symptoms obviously but it's not not making it that big of a difference now yeah i don't know it's just it's kind of crazy well i guess we'll see where it goes um this time around pfizer's making some serious money right now i'll say that much yeah anyone owning pfizer stock right about now is real happy 
Pfizer's been yeah, the stock job, pick yeah. of the year, bro. I, I have, I don't have much of it. I have some, but it's it's up what like fifty percent this year or something like that. Like it's crazy. Bro, I made an, I did an option call on Pfizer <laughs> when I first heard that they were gonna start doing the vaccines, mm-hmm. and I mean I don't need to say anymore after that. But <laughs> it's, it's just gone up so much. Um, yeah, trust me. Yeah. Well, I think this would be a good place to shift into the, the world of the metaverse and NFTs, as usual. <laughs> some really big news, some huge news. Uh, Michael Jordan and his son are getting into the Web3 game. They are releasing in a platform, an NFT platform called Air, uh, like H-E-I-R, not like Air from Air Jordans. Um Their mission from their website is to define a new era of digital culture where innovators and their supporters are empowered and rewarded through Web3. So basically what they're doing is they're creating a software where different uh, athletes can, like professional athletes can release uh, digital merch or NFTs or whatever they kind of want to release, but it's going to, they're going to be able to do it on this NFT platform. And it's pretty, uh, it's, I think it's a pretty big move. In their seed funding round, they raised $10.6 million, And, you know, I'm sure in the next round, it's going to be a way bigger number than that. Um, but they're launching in 2022. And they're going to start with, they said they're going to have tier one NBA and WNBA athletes on there first, which makes sense because it's Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just think this is a huge move. I, I like what they're doing. And, you know, if he's able, if, if Jordan is able to capture some of the basketball culture like he did with his sneakers in the, in the Web3 world, then, I mean, this will be a multi-billion dollar company and not long. Um, what do you think? Do you think, think they're going to partner with Nike? I think they'll probably partner with Nike because seeing as Nike is going into the metaverse as well, uh, it's going to be hard for a lot of those players to to venture out into this because they're signed to Nike or they're respected. Yeah. Because Adidas, Adidas has entered into this world as well. I mean, they don't know what they're doing because I saw someone from Adidas say to reach out to Ethereum if you're having problems with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not how, it's not how it works. It's definitely not how it works. Do so they really they say that? Yes, bro. Uh, <laughs> when Adidas released their NFT... Um, the other day or whatever some guy from adidas told the customer to reach out to ethereum and i was like bro that's not how it works like <laughs> definitely not how it works but it's you brought up athletes with uh with the pot with with michael jordan's platform and i think it was only about time because you have other athletes right now launching stuff like kyle kuzma and swag ap who are like very into the fashion world and up to date with obviously everything that's going on they're launching their shoes into the metaverse um, in two days or tomorrow. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I are they releasing it just through somebody? Like, did they partner with some exchange, or or, or are they just releasing uh, it on their own? I haven't looked into it. I'm assuming it's probably through a third party because I don't think they they do it themselves. But then, so. Me personally, I have my own like personal views on the NFT market as it is right now at this current state. 
I am bullish on NFTs long term, but right now what NFTs are to me, it's a cash grab and I I'm 50-50 on it. But Steph Curry put out an NFT like yesterday, uh, I think it was two days ago, right? To mint, or yesterday it was to mint, sorry. Um, to in celebration of him breaking his the three-point record. So him being the best three-point shooter of all time, right? Yeah. So they put out 2,174 um, NFTs on FTX's platform and you were able to mint up to three. So I don't know what kind of utility is behind it, to be honest. I don't think there's any, but it's just the, to, the celebration and the significance of his achievement. But you know, because he's one of the most prominent figures in the NBA, like it's going to sell and people are going to get it and then prices are going to go up. And then you'll be able to make money off of it. But where Michael Jordan is taking it will definitely have utility behind it. And I was listening to someone the other day talk about NFTs in their current form is like comparing them to having skins on like Fortnite or Call of Duty or something like that. If you have a one of one skin, nobody can copy it. So people are going to want want to have it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what increases the value. But there's not really, not really any like actual utility to it right now but i think in the future that will change especially if you're in the metaverse yeah i was about to say i think the utility is going to be especially for these athletes in the form of fashion like it is right now like i know steph curry his first nft that he released was shoes yeah they he released about three thousand or so of them they cost 333 dollars uh each yeah. and you could basically wear your steph curry's uh in three different metaverses you could do it in gala games sandbox or decentraland and you basically could wear them and in any of those metaverses right and there's only three thousand of them i love i love stuff i love stuff but ain't nobody go wear your shoes <laughs> to walk around i mean they wear. sold out they sold out 333 no, of course because it's because it's because it's but I guarantee you, Michael Jordan is like, yo, I'm going to drop some Jordan 11s or some Jordan 6s and you can wear them in the metaverse. Those are going to probably sell for yeah, those would be a easily a rack. Yeah. $1,000, dollars easily if I could walk around in some Jordan 11s. Like we, talk, we talked about that last episode, actually. Like my Jordan 4s that I have, I have a pair of Jordan 4s that they're very nice and they're rare, but I don't, put, I don't wear them. I haven't worn them once. They're on my shelf. But if I can buy them in the metaverse and wear them around in the metaverse, I won't care because I'm not getting them scuffed in real life. The value is not going to go down. Yeah, that's a a good point. If you go into Nike stores right now, it's like Yeezys and and Jordans. That's like 90% of what's on the shelf. (laughs) It's it's all Jordans. Like he absolutely just changed the game when it comes to like marketing these shoes. Um, bro, they're they're collectibles. They're literally collectibles. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if you can capture that kind of collectible, uh, collectible like industry uh, with his new platform. Uh, my question sure. is: He's creating this at this as the same time as all these other NBA players, like we're talking about, like KD or Steph Curry, are yeah. partnering with other companies so he's he basically just trying to he's trying to create a company that all of those players signed to um because i know like 
KD just signed with Coinbase uh, and he'll drop his NFTs and they'll do, do business through through them. And is, is Michael Jordan just basically trying to take over that whole industry and get all these players to sign with, with him? I mean, the thing is, it depends. How can I how can I look at this? We were talking last episode about how Nike is probably trying to monopolize the NFT space when it comes to that aspect of things. So shoes, fashion, and stuff like that when it comes to athletes, right? KD is a Nike athlete. Jordan is belongs to Nike. You know what I mean? So I think it is marketing solely right now. So for the individual athletes like KD, Jordan, and so on and so forth, but it's probably going to come under the blanket of Nike. Hmm. I mean, Steph is Steph is with Under Armour, so that's that's completely different. Like, I don't think they'll be able to sign that, but I don't think Nike is going to want to be in competition with the athletes that they already have signed. You know, right, right. I wonder. So I think it'll probably come with some deal. Yeah, there there must be some deal that shows up later between Jordan and Nike if there already isn't one. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where that take where that goes if that platform takes off. Well, even so, you would have to. I mean, like from Katie's perspective. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you would technically have to pay Nike because Kevin Durant being a Nike athlete, Katie brands a Nike brand. He'll be showing Nike's like stuff all yeah. over because I mean, like Katie's shoes, Katie's shirts, Katie's pants all have Nike Nike emblems and Nike sponsored all over them. So it'd be kind of hard for Nike not to get their check as well. It just makes sense for you to work with your athlete and make a deal and yeah. be a partnership. Yeah. it makes sense. Not only are like, this is the sports world getting into the NFT space, but all we can see all over just in businesses across the board are getting into the NFT space, even if it's just a dabble in it, like, uh, Melanie Trump was another one this week. She was releasing an NFT drop of basically like her eyes, like artwork of her eyes. Yeah. It's gonna sell. It's sold or it's gonna sell for a lot of money. Um, Wikipedia, they their first edit ever that they did on Web Two when it first came out, or Web One. It was Web One when it first came out. Uh, their first edit sold for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars as an NFT. And whoever owns that is going to get to edit it and do whatever they want. But all these different companies are getting into the NFT space one way or another. I think some like Wikipedia is just kind of a failure. You know, they don't really understand the space or how to get into it. And I think that's a lot of companies nowadays. Yeah. But going into the future, I think it's, there's going to be so much money to be made in this world 100%. that everyone's going to, all these companies are going to have to figure it out. We're just so early that they just haven't figured it out yet. I think 100%. I think one thing that's blown me away about the NFT space is the marketing aspect behind it because if you if you think about NFTs, they are everywhere on social media, right? Everybody knows about NFTs or at least they're all over the news and social media. Now, if you think about Bro. how how many people actually have exposure to NFTs, I think the wallets <clears throat> that it's less than 4, it's between 3 and 400,000 wallets have an nft in it that's not that many bro to the millions of users bro, out there. for me like you're you're hit you hit it on the head bro it's the marketing it's insane 
And I think it's just to bring as real as you possibly can to the markets because you have so many people that have now forgotten about crypto because they're so focused on NFTs. Mm-hmm. And sorry to tell these people, but you guys are going to get left holding a bag, unfortunately, at some point when when like when the utility does take play because i i literally have people messaging me on a daily basis like oh have you looked at this nft have you looked at this nft have you looked at this nft and like i tell them all the time i was like it's not really my interest like this is going to be an unpopular opinion but all the images of like all these nfts sorry that are selling for 100,000 million 500,000 10 grand 20 grand you can own that same NFT if you right click on your mouse and click save image. Like you, you own the same NFT. Like literally, you can. Yeah, it's like you can have the picture, even though you don't technically own it. It only matters if you actually own it. If there's some utility, like if it's just a picture, well, then it, then if you can look at it on your screen, then that's like all it serves. But if there's some yeah, utility behind that's... it, no. 100%, but majority of them that are selling at these crazy prices are literally just JPEGs. Right, so there's no utility. It's a, no, it's just a pissing contest because it's like, oh, hey, look, I paid 750000 for this NFT. Yeah, you paid 750000 to be a to be an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. buy a house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd rather buy a house. I think one of the most, like one, one sign that you're in a bubble is that people buy things simply because they think they're going up and not for any perceived value that they think it has or some vision of the future they think is going to happen. You know, like they're not in, it's not an investment decisions per se in, in something they believe it's, it's more, they buy because it's, they think it's going to go up. And when that happens, that's just a sign of a bubble when everything is going up like this. Um, For for sure. And you do, you're doing that based on, based on opinions and what, hope what people are telling you online the hopium you're not even doing your own research to say this product's going to do this this product's going to do that now don't get me wrong the nfts are on a crazy wave right now it's the next thing the nfts and metaverse are on this crazy wave but the utility is not there yet so that's what i'm trying to like get people to understand i'm not against the innovation i'm all for it but you're talking about jpegs you're talking about pictures that you literally can save to your computer and it's it's just because you want to pay thousands of dollars for the same image i can get for it doesn't make you any better than me or yeah yeah. like like you i can take that money and i can put that into an actual asset that's going to make a difference and make me some serious money and i can learn about the markets rather than just following a trend and then you might get burned that's the thing like a lot of these guys that are on TikTok and on social media, like those guys are in these spaces way before these things even take off. So they're playing with house money, but they're, they're attracting people like you and I say, oh yeah, I want to buy this because this person's talking about it. This person's talking about it, but they've already made their money. So the chances of you making your money is very little. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, com- it's complete speculation. But I, I like when yeah. you say you're you believe in the long term a- applications of it because the utility for most of these NFTs are not there right now. But like the application and utilities that are p- possible with 
with the technology is just endless. And that's why, I mean, everybody will say they're bullish long-term on NFTs well, that's, because that's they the just thing. see there's so many applications, whether it comes to tickets or collectibles or releasing merch online or just all sorts of different no, things. No, 100%. 100%. But see, you and I will look into it to a bit a bit differently. I mean, to those viewers that are still getting or that are very new into this space, you guys, you guys should look into the networks that these NFTs are built on and see what these networks do, because then that'll give you a better indication as to what the plans might be for the future. Because like we've said previously, I believe that NFTs are, are going to be the way for a lot of things. Like you said, tickets, like uh, that that would be the case. I believe that your IDs will become NFTs, your your passports, driver license, that kind of stuff will become NFTs. That's what I personally believe because it's the direction that we're heading. Everything is becoming digital, but there's a lot of scams out at the moment as well. So you have to, it's a lot of gambling. You have to be careful with that. So just make sure to do research into the networks that these things are built on as well. And yeah. I like that. The companies um, that are releasing these NFTs. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like, for example, Air, Michael, Michael Jordan's new platform that he's made, is being built on Solana. So that's something, yeah. you know, a lot of cool projects are being built on Solana. So that might be something people look into uh, if they want to get into the NFT space rather than going and trying to pick a needle out of a haystack, you know, in, in no, JPEG for sure. form and try and pick the right NFT that's going to be worth more. Rather, just you should invest in the actual technology, which is Solana. Exactly. But see, a lot of people don't even know the difference between Solana and, and Ethereum. Like, right. if people have noticed, like, a lot of these athletes and a lot of the prominent figures have are now using Solana's network rather than using Ethereum because it's more cost-efficient, it's faster. It's a lot better, in my opinion, as well. And it's ISO compatible. So, uh, but again, like that stuff will go over people's head because they don't want to research it. Right. So I guess our suggestion to anyone who wants to get into the NFT space and learn more would just be do research on what they're being built on and, you know, where, where all of the development's happening um, and invest in those, invest in the underlying blockchain versus the actual NFTs so what's today or at least have a healthy balance what's today december 22nd so december 22nd i'm gonna say watch out for the nft being built on the hedera hashgraph platform they're going to reinvent a lot of the space when it comes to cost efficiency space uh speed and capabilities like that's probably going to come quite soon. Not, is, not, is that just because just a gem that I'm dropping? Is that just because you think that Hedera is uh, like a more efficient blockchain than some of the other ones? It's a beast of a platform. Yes, yes, it is very, very good. I I think Solana. I miss her. Not Solana. I think Hedera is going to be going to be a top ten coin in the near future. Near future within, I'd say. When this utility run starts, then you'll see the real capabilities of it. What what is it that they do different? Is it just the speeds and trend like transaction costs? I mean, that's usually when someone compares blockchains, they just say, you know, it's faster and it's more cost effective. As well. So they're also green they're also a green currency as well. They don't emissions are very, very low. 
versus gas fees with Ethereum and stuff like that. But then you also have, for example, on the 24th, you have the sologenic snapshot for the XRPL. So people think that XRP is just a payments coin, but there's a lot of things you can do on XRP's ledger. Now, for those that don't know about XRP, XRP is the most cost-efficient crypto that you can ever purchase. And it is also the one of the fastest cryptos, like for transaction speeds. But transaction fees are the lowest that you'll ever find, maybe besides XLM, but they're neck and neck. So Sologenic is a decentralized exchange uh, NFT marketplace as well. And (laughs) now they're going to be on the XRPL, or they already are, I think. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll get some Madeira then. Maybe I need to pick some up. Pick up a bag. (laughs) Thank me later. Well, I think we can... It's a good segue. We can talk about Peloton. Uh, we talked a little bit about Peloton in previous episodes and the struggles they were having with um, with their just the current events. So we talked about Sex in the City, uh, their premiere happening, and another spoiler alert: Mr. Biggs, one of the one of the characters there, dies on a Peloton. He has a heart attack. And Peloton stock tanked the next day. So they had to have a cardiologist come out and, and speak out against it, saying their bikes were safe. Uh, but we have an advancement in the story days later. Uh, Chris Noth is the actor who plays Mr. Biggs. So Peloton's response to this was to create an advertisement with the actor. And he's sitting on a couch and he's talking with this lady. And they're kind of flirting, hinting, you know, at at doing things later in the night and it kind of zooms zooms out and there's two peloton bikes there and that's kind of it was it was kind of a joke it was supposed to be a funny advertisement or whatever but as soon as that episode aired there were multiple women who came out and uh said that they had been sexually assaulted by chris not the the actor now when that happened they had peloton had to take the the advertisement down and they had huge backlash again and the, the uh, stock tanked again. So this company cannot catch a break. Uh, the actor is now being removed from the current show he's working on called The Equalizer, and just the stock is just getting killed. They they are almost at their IPO price. <laughs> they IPO'd back in 2019, and uh, it was around like $25, $26, and it's about $38 bucks right now, last time I checked. And it, last summer it was at 130. So it, it is just absolutely getting slaughtered. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It went up to nearing $200 and it's back down to about 39 bucks. <laughs> Yo. So Yo. not a recommendation. Big bug. <laughs> Do not buy, dude. This company does not know how to get anything right. <laughs> They can't <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, so I guess there's not too much to talk about other than just this company is just getting destroyed and there's, a, there's an update. Did you ever hear of a crypto called Internet Computer? Mm-mm. So when ICP dropped, uh, uh, let's check the chart really quick. 
when ICP dropped, it was something like, I think all the way up to like 400 bucks, I want to say. And then it went down to like 20 something dollars. Jeez. And people were buying it because they were like, oh, it's going to go. It's going to go. It's going to go. Right now it's $23. <laughs> it's still sitting there. $23. <laughs> Yes, yes. So it did $450 in May, right? And then took a shit and it went down to, uh, yeah, 20. It's at the lowest it's at right now. Or went from $450 to, to, right to $23. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people will look at some like coins or stocks like that, where that have just tanked it, but had previous all time highs and, and just, blindly be like oh look it was it went up there before so i just buy it now and and then it'll go back there but that's not always the case especially in crypto see that's that's the thing no 100 but see that's the thing because so how you do that is all right so like like this chart for example it started off at 450 so that's where that's where like the price started at. If you put it on the all chart, like like all the way data that have runs up, run up and then they bottom out and then have another run up and then bottom back out, then you know you're you're somewhat safe. Like Ethereum, Bitcoin, all the coins kind of follow that follow that path. Like they bottom out and find their bottoms and then they trade sideways throughout the bear market and then they have their rises. But you're right, a coin like this, I would not buy this. If I see the drop from 450 to 23 with no other price appreciation, you're talking June, July, August, September, November, December, and you don't see any price appreciation, really? No, good. You can keep it because the chances of it, it might it might go back up when when the bull runs go in, but it's not going to go back to 450. I'm not going to buy it at 450 and say, okay, yeah, I think it's going to go to 1,000. Like it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's it's just another version of people need to really do their own research and not just buy things blindly or just because price has been there before. Uh, you really need to believe in what you're investing in. But I think yeah. this is this would be a good thing, good way to segue into sort of the economy right now. I think it'd be good to talk about just the economy at the end, it's coming to the end of the year. So I we talked a little bit about inflation and prices last time. Well. Reports came out saying that the inflation rate was 60% caused by a rise in gas prices. 60%. So basically all our inflation right now is coming from gas. Right now, gas where I live is over $5, or it's about $5 a gallon. In LA, it gets to $5.40 a gallon. And this is for the, the cheapest tier gas. And Bro. that I've never seen it this high of prices in my whole life which it, it, it is just insane. So it's gas and it's also rent. Uh, in some places, rent is up about 17%. And in, tell me how that makes sense. Yeah, it's tell up 17%. I don't have any comment. Yeah, so it, the prices are just skyrocketing like crazy and inflation is really bad. So the Fed, they said they're going to come out and the next year they're going to increase the interest rate three times, which is a lot. They're going to do it three times to try and curb curb interest rates or to curb inflation, slow it down a little bit. 
Um, they're just gonna make it worse. Yeah, it could. They're I don't know. Make it worse. We'll but. see how that affects the market, but it's just something to keep in mind going into next year. These are all just things, information that we should all have just to make better investment decisions. Yeah, hundred percent. And the crazy part is. Like, I know this year they were talking about, like, the whole gas shortage. And if I'm being completely honest, there, there's no gas shortage. Not even a little bit. Yeah. It's all, like, we're two, we're two years into a pandemic. Like, the, there have been a lot of people that have not been on the road. There's been a lot of machinery that have not, that, that has not been in operation. So, no, there's no gas shortage. There's a distribution shortage and a supply shortage, sure. But there's not, there's not a shortage in the actual, like, product itself. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine that these, the ridiculous gas prices right now aren't causing people to stay at home. They must be like, or the, or the family that was going to go on a road trip this summer is not going to go on the road trip anymore because gas is $2 too high, you know, um, it's no longer affordable. But yeah. What, what do you think it's a push towards green energy? Uh, I think it will probably help. I know in the Build Back Better plan there. There's a lot of subsidies going towards new EV company, like car companies. I, I, exactly. I have a f- gut feeling that that's why Elon Musk came out and kind of spoke out against it. Like he's already got the subsidies from the government, right? So yeah, Tesla's kind of winning the race already for the vehicle EV race. And and Did in this see? new in this new bill, there's there's uh, subsidies for new companies. So it's because it's trying to incentivize. So he's probably like. No way. We, we don't want new companies. No, for sure, because he wants to keep it to himself. But did you see what BMW and Audi and those guys are doing? Mm-hmm. They're making, like, I mean, like BMW doesn't even make uh, eight-cylinder cars anymore. They they hybrid engines, all, all of them basically oh, really? now from now on. Yeah. Yeah. Lexus makes a bunch of hybrid cars and so on and so forth. Like, so my favorite car is the BMW M3, right? The E92. It's a from 2011 2012 version that's my favorite car just because i like i like the sound of the car love the look of the car yada 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 but that's irrelevant it's built on a naturally aspirated v8 right so it's a gas guzzler it takes a lot of takes a lot of gas it's like that sequoia for example it just takes a lot of gas Mm -hmm. but yeah so they switched to a more fuel efficient car which was the inline six and now it's just everything is hybrid now from from now on like they won't make the same kind of models anymore yeah it's that's interesting i mean it i feel like all the the companies are all switching it's pretty obvious to electric uh it's more just a question of when it's going to be all electric which i don't think is going to be very long i don't know i some of the you know we've we've tesla was the first car company that kind of made like a luxury electric car that went to market successfully and there's some new electric car companies that are making some really interesting cars uh even nicer cars than teslas actually there is a car it's called the fisker look it up it's i mean they didn't do well i'm surprised they're actually still around but they they were before tesla they just don't have the marketing of tesla but the thing about tesla is they're not tesla's targeting at first, it was luxury because it was the first of its kind, but now Tesla is mass producing. So now they're just trying to get to everybody. Right. I mean, you right. buy a Model 3 for 30 grand. So it's like, it's that's a that's the price of a regular car. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
yeah they're like they're... the model t's and stuff like that are expensive but the model three is very cost efficient and a very good car if you're talking about fuel economy well obviously no fuel but like if you're talking about a car for the environment car that's cheap not too much expensive upkeep then you just get a model three and call it a day yeah well i think it would be a good or a prius yeah or a prius <laughs> i've got a hybrid not driving a prius. toyota camry i'll, ne- I'll never I'll, I'll never drive a prius i'm okay <laughs> Uh, all right moving into our last part of the episode i thought it would be good if we shared our advice as usual i'll go first Uh, my advice is just going to be to people who are trying to learn and educate themselves about uh, the crypto markets especially who don't really know where to start and are kind of looking at different youtubers or different stuff online and they don't really know where to learn their information from my advice would just be to start with some of the white papers of some of the bigger coins. Most people don't really read the white papers of, let's say, Ethereum or XRP or some of these, these coins. And I think reading those gives people a pretty detailed understanding of the project itself without you know trying to learn it through someone who's read it themselves. So I think it's important that everybody does research themselves and personally and not just trust everybody. So I would say first... Some of the coins that you're interested in, go read their white papers and see what you think about them. So yeah, that would be that would be my advice for anyone trying to enter the crypto world. What about you? I like, I like that. I like that. Uh, I guess stemming off of what you said, my piece of advice would be like, don't rush in. There will always be opportunities, no matter what. If you feel like you've missed something, there will always be another opportunity. And you'll be better equipped for that second opportunity if you miss one rather than running into one too late. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities in the space right now. And especially in this Web3 world, there is a lot of space, because, a lot of opportunity because we are extremely early. So if you feel like your asset isn't going anywhere or you feel like you've missed out, you haven't. No matter what everything is saying or what kind of FUD is being thrown at, thrown at you, you haven't missed out yet. So just patience is patience is the biggest thing that I can say, especially because the market is starting to pick back up right now. I don't know if it's going to be sustainable. I still think that we have a little bit more of a downside left to go, but patience, that's, that's the most important thing. It's good advice. I think I needed to hear that. <laughs> and, and enjoy the holidays. And yeah, enjoy so the holidays. Enjoy the holidays. Be safe. Don't get Omnicron. <laughs> yeah, don't get don't get a Marion for it. But thanks for watching, guys. Uh, this was episode three. If you have any suggestions, questions, leave them down in the comments. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow um, on all our socials, and we'll see you next time. Definitely. Peace out, guys.